0: Future Proof Extra with Jonathan McRae. Proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland on News Talk. Now, if you're a particularly hairy person and have ever had to get an ECG, you'll know that one of the downsides of having electrodes stuck to your skin is random bald patches in your chest rug. And while this is a very minor inconvenience in the larger scale of things, taking an ECG uses up valuable time in the hospital. And what's worse is the technology is quite old and gives a very limited understanding of what's really happening inside the heart. A new device has been developed to try and change how we measure heart rate and rhythm. And for the bears out there, that will mean no more chest shaving. And much more importantly, and I do mean much more importantly, it will make it much easier to spot and diagnose potentially fatal heart conditions. Gabby Captor is a senior lecturer at UCL Institute of Cardiovascular Science and one of the developers of the vest, she joins me now, uh, Gabby. Let's start off by talking about um, what these ECGs are supposed to do. So, when we get um, problems with our heart, w- what is going on in the heart? Do we know?
1: Good morning, Jonathan. First of all, and thank you to the listeners who tuned in today. Uh, So yes, um, an ECG typically uh, allows us cardiologists to study the electrical signals uh, and also the heart rhythm uh, of patients. And that is crucially important because, uh, as you probably know, when people have a serious event uh, relating to their heart very often, that usually boils down to either of two problems. It's either a problem of a weak heart muscle or else it's a problem of the electrics of the heart. And if the electrics go wrong, in other words, the heart rhythm is either too fast or too slow, sometimes these problems can be life threatening. So it's really important for us to have a detailed understanding of the electrical health of the heart signal and heart rhythm. And the way we've been doing this for decades now has been using old standard uh, 12-lead ECG monitoring, which as you can understand, takes a very sort of limited uh, perspective of the heart signals uh, by looking at the heart from 12 um, leads, in other words, from sort of 12 locations or using 12 cables. And this gives us a very summary uh, understanding of what's going on with the electrics of the heart And scientists like myself have always been aspiring to be able to get much more detailed information about the heart's electrics. It's a bit like looking at the sky, at the night sky with the naked eye, and identifying some stars there. And suddenly, uh, you are looking at the night sky using the James Webb Telescope, and what you see is a is a whole new, uh, a whole new universe of detail and and uh, information that that was not previously accessible. So we wanted to take ECG data collection to this next stage.
0: Okay, so let's back up a little bit because. Um... I'm trying to uh, visualize what information you get from uh, electrical signals taken from different points on a chest. Why is it important to have twelve points? Because, uh, you know, we can measure heartbeat and heart rate with a with a watch. Why do we need to have a, a map of these electrodes across the chest?
1: So that's a very good. That's a very good point. We we collect information from these twelve points because doing so allows us to then compress that information and map them to the heart onto six main locations. And uh, that allows us to to study uh, whether it's the front of the heart, which is the problem, whether it's the back of the heart that's causing the rhythm problem, or any other sections of the heart. But still, that is rather crude. And we cannot pinpoint the exact section of the heart muscle, for example, that is diseased, that has died, or that has a scar inside it. It only gives us a very crude geo-map, shall we say, of where the problem is coming from.
0: And are these these signals that are coming from the muscle? Are, does each muscle give out a different electrical pulse, or where where is this electricity coming from?
1: Exactly. So the heart muscle is composed of millions of tiny heart muscle cells. Uh, and the unique thing about the heart is that these heart muscle cells, as well as acting as muscles, they also act as electrical conductors. So they have this intrinsic ability to either trigger electricity or conduct the electrical signal. And that's something that only the heart in the human body is able to do, Uh, and therefore each of those cells has a unique and distinct electrical signature, shall we say. And what we are trying to do is to deep dig down, um, not necessarily at the cellular level, but certainly at the, the level of the tissue, in order to be able to map the electrics of one tiny section of the heart and compare that to all the other sections. And that detail, in other words, that sort of granularity really allows us to then unpick which are the really diseased and the problematic sections of the heart muscle wall. And of course, that means that in the future, we will be able to target our treatments to only those sick sections of the heart muscle and not having to marinate the whole heart in treatments or therapies that perhaps are not necessary.
0: Right, okay. It sounds like th- this new device gives you a, a, a high-resolution MRI, so to speak, of the electrical activity um, rather than the magnetic activity of the heart. Um, how do you know... where these signals are coming from? Because obviously there are are lots of um, muscles in the body and if they travel through the chest, they must travel around the body as well. How do you know which of these signals are coming from muscles in the heart and not muscles in the stomach or in the neck or in the arms, for example?
1: Absolutely. So uh, the muscles in the stomach, in 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 the arms, in our skeletal system, Uh, thankfully, uh, don't discharge electrical signals. So that is an important distinction. Um, Is it just the heart that does that? Precisely. So it's just the heart which kind of uh, produces these electrical signals that um, diffuse and propagate throughout the heart muscle. Uh, And we have collaborated as part of our work uh, with a professor based in the United States who has developed this um, method um, in which uh, we are able to distill out um, only the electrical signals of the heart that matter to us. And we are able to clean out uh, all the interfering signals coming from uh, breathing movements, come from the lungs and the associated muscles, uh, but also other interference from perhaps other equipment that's sitting in the room, etc.
0: Yeah, I can see how artificial intelligence can help, help improve that even further and, and you can get a really nice, clear 3D map of what's going on around the heart. Talk to me about this new vest. So this has a much more sensors, 256 sensors. What are the improvements that uh, this vest brings on the current technology?
1: So uh, as I mentioned previously, it's a bit like looking at the night sky with the naked eye and then suddenly you're looking at it through the James Webb telescope. So we are interested in all the finer detail and for the first time we are therefore now able uh, to create these three-dimensional maps with all the information down you know to the very detailed um, heart muscle tissue uh, to understand uh, exactly what's happening with the electrical signaling of the heart and importantly we can now merge this information with the equivalent, rich information that's coming to us from the MRI scanner. So MRI is uh, a form of uh, imaging. It takes it's a camera uh, which takes a very sophisticated a- image of the human heart. And we are using MRIs now in, in lots and lots of patients all around the world in order to understand which sections of the heart muscle have died, which sections are inflamed, uh, which sections um Uh, have scar inside them, etc. But what's been the problem so far uh, has always been to understand how that scar, how that inflammation, how that dead heart muscle is impacting the electrics of the heart. And ultimately what kills is a problem of the electrics. That's why people experience a cardiac arrest. It's because the electrics go haywire all of a sudden. Um, So we wanted to understand how those Changes which we see on MRI very clearly are translating uh, into abnormal electrics, uh, and this is what our ECGI vest does.
0: Okay, so so it's the equivalent of perhaps a, a power cable getting snipped or pinched in a in a home that can cause a power failure. You can see the pinch on the MRI, but you don't see the effect that they can have on, on the electricity. So talk to me about um, the design of the vest, because we talked about shaving at the top of the piece. It sounded sort of uh, like a throwaway joke, but actually um, having to shave uh, sections of the chest, uh, having to apply gel, using uh, sort of uh, these stickers, it, it, it takes up valuable time in the, the OR. And of course, that's something that you want to reduce. So talk me through the different design of this particular vest.
1: So I think the greatest attraction of the vest is that for the first time, it is really convenient and quick to do this. Uh, and that's possible because we have partnered with uh, engineers both in France and also in Austria called NSET uh, and then more, more recently also GTEC. And we have developed these kind of plastic sensors, which are completely washable, they're very comfortable, they're rubbery. And each of these sensors, so 256 of them, uh, are embedded in this garment, in this vest, which can be worn in a single motion over the front and back of the chest. And no longer do we need to apply gel, Uh, no longer do we need to shave or wax or scrub the skin in order to get good contact. Why? Because these uh, gels, these these rubber-based sensors protrude a little bit and they therefore touch the skin. Uh, And uh, even in the presence of hair, they would still be able to make excellent contact with the skin. And we've now used this vest in almost just under a 1,000 patients uh, with excellent signals, regardless of whether uh, the person is of large or small body size whether it's a female or a male Um, and we are also hoping to use this same technology in kids in the future as well because it is so easy and painless to use and the vest can be worn at rest lying down so that the ECG recording can take place usually over a period of five minutes but we've also been testing it and one of my students has been testing it in patients who are sitting up and exercising on a bike so we can also collect this kind of information during exercise which has always been a challenge particularly with the standard ecg method because as you can imagine uh, the jelly uh, stick on electrodes uh, particularly if a patient perspires uh, tend to get disconnected right. and it's always caused a problem
0: um okay so i'm interested that you said 5 minutes why is 5 minutes enough i mean do you not need more time or within 5 minutes do you get have a really good idea of what's what's going on with the heart at rest
1: So the latter. So five minutes is enough. We collect, therefore, um, several ECG uh, data signals across lots and lots of cardiac cycles in the space of five minutes. And what our algorithm does, in other words, our sort of machine and computers, using computers, we are able to merge those and simulate one complete cardiac cycle. And that for us is enough to understand everything that there is to understand about uh, the electrics of the heart. And it also makes this uh, more attractive, of course, for clinical use like in the NHS because uh, very long data collections would be more expensive, would require a lot more staffing.
0: Yeah, you can imagine uh, just putting on a vest and waiting for five minutes is going to be much quicker than going to a room, undressing, getting shaved, having these electrodes put on, then perhaps they don't don't stick. And you can imagine this is a much more efficient way of doing it. But uh, this increased... A granularity, this, this higher resolution of, a, of an image of what's going on with the electrics of a heart. Will it give us predictive uh, abilities when it comes to things like a heart attack or, or, or problems with the heart? Is it possible we'll discover new biomarkers for heart problems before they arrive and potentially save lives?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we've not published uh, results yet, but my team have already been using this vest, particularly in patients with thick hearts and also in patients with heart failure. So thick, uh, so dilated and weak hearts. And we already have information telling us that uh, this technology is probably going to be very useful first of all to detect disease earlier than we have ever been able to detect it before because again it gives us so much detail that is missed on the standard 12 lead ECG so earlier disease detection is definitely one area where this will help Uh, but importantly yes uh, we are hoping that um, because we are able to see so much more than we have ever been able to see before this is going to translate into improved. Our ability to predict those people at greater risk of having sudden cardiac death or having a cardiac arrest in the future simply because we know now so much more about uh, the way the electrical signal is being generated in the individual patient, and because for the first time we can really link this to something that's real, that we know and understand very, very well, which is the cardiac MRI uh, imaging uh, signature of that individual patient and around the world. Medicine is moving and shifting away from the old uh, approach and we're all striving to achieve this thing which is precision medicine. So we are hoping that uh, because of this technology and because for the first time we are able to look at uh, the the whole three-dimensional map of the electrical signal of the heart, um, we we know and from from our research we can see that a number of new biomarkers are emerging using electrocardiographic imaging Uh, and particularly we are interested in biomarkers is looking at slowness of the conduction. In other words, we can see areas of SCAR, for example, where the normal electrical signal is flowing a lot slower than it's meant to. So that's one set of biomarkers. The other set of biomarkers relate to areas of the heart muscle wall, which are very excitable. And therefore, they are more at risk of triggering unnecessary um, and unwanted heart rhythms. And these um, biomarkers of increased excitability of the heart muscle wall are obviously of extreme research interest for us. And thirdly, we are looking at biomarkers where we are able to map the differences in Uh, the electrical properties of the heart between different regions. So the heart ideally should should have a stable landscape of electrical activity, but when that landscape becomes very unstable and there are patches of great discrepancy from one section of the heart to the other, that could also be an important biomarker of disease. So essentially there are these three key biomarkers that come out of electrocardiographic imaging that we are most interested in. It's the slow ones, it is the excitable biomarkers, and then it's biomarkers looking at what we call heterogeneity. It is this scattered, different landscape across the whole of the heart.
0: Well, this sounds like a, a really promising technology. And I know you're at early days yet, but it, it really looks like um, it could open a whole new field of understanding the electrics of the heart. So uh, good luck with this. Uh, Gabby Kaptur is consultant cardiologist in inherited heart muscle conditions at the Royal Free London NHS Foundation Trust. And she's at UCL uh, as a lecturer as well. Thank you so much for your time, Gabby.
1: Thank you, Johnson. Future proof extra
0: with Jonathan McRae. Proudly
1: supported by Science Foundation Ireland on
0: News Talk.